challenging men to be great men. Don't just be a male, be a man, a great man. Welcome to the Great Man Podcast with your host, New York Times bestselling author and leader of men, Stephen Mansfield. Gentlemen, let us begin. Welcome to the Great Man Podcast. It's wonderful to have you with me. Well, this is our annual gift edition of the Great Man Podcast. This is coming out about 10 days before Christmas 2020. And every year I make some recommendations about Christmas gifts to buy for the men in your life or for yourself or for your buddies or whomever. And so I want to dive in. I'm calling this humorously, not the title, but what I'm going to call it on this podcast is Stephen's Favorite Things. And yes, I stole that from Oprah, Stephen's Favorite Things. These are things I like. These are things I've bought this year or have at least reveled around in this year. And these are things I recommend as gifts. And I'll tell you why as I list each one of them. All right. Number one, the book that I'm recommending this year is The Splendid and the Vile by Eric Larson. Eric, by the way, in this case is spelled with a K, E-R-I-K, and then the usual way of spelling Larson. You may be familiar with him as an author. This particular book deals with a year in the uh, in the life of the Churchill family during World War II. Uh, it's a family story. It's also a leadership story. It follows Churchill closely during some of the dark days of World War II. It's moving. It's passionate. It's poetic. It's great history. It really is one of the best books that I've read. So The Splendid and The Vile by Eric Larson. This is a great gift to give. You can still get it before Christmas on Amazon, and I just can't recommend it enough for the readers on your Christmas list. All right, number two. Some years ago, my wife bought one of these for me, and I got to tell you, it has really made a difference. It's something I think you want to have. I think it's something you want to use, you want to give. It's a little bit pricier than most of the gifts that I recommend, but it's a massage gun. Now, years ago, massage guns really were only used by chiropractors, maybe professional athlete trainers. You saw them on the sidelines of NFL games and so on, but now they're available to the public. And uh, if you go on Amazon and enter massage gun, you're going to see every kind of massage gun in the world because I don't have any financial connection to any of the things I'm recommending on this list. I don't have one I particularly recommend. I recommend you get a good one. That means it's going to cost you either side of $100, but I recommend that you get it and you use it. Massage guns do a lot of what massage does. It takes the pain out of muscles. Um, it, uh, it causes your body to be more supple. It can anyway. It breaks up those hardened areas of muscles, again, taking the soreness out at times. Um, it separates the fascia, if you know what I'm talking about. If not, you can look that up. But this is an important part of athletic performance. Uh, I find it relaxing. I find it healing. I find it re- restores and conditions muscles. I find it removes soreness. It removes lumps. It removes the stress and strain of travel. Uh, I know of people who perform on stage and use it to uh, keep their back because they have to stand a lot. You'll keep their backs in good shape or compensate for a belly or whatever it is. Um, but this is really, really something good to use a massage gun. These are massage guns that basically, uh, do kind of a pounding massage. They'll have different heads on the gun, so to speak. Um, they charge up so you don't have to use them while you're 
plugged into the wall. I really recommend everybody have one of these. Now, another thing I really like and almost always have one with me in all my briefcases and all of my bags, um, usually when I'm out, I have on me a tactical pin. Now, you go online, go on Amazon, look up tactical pin. You'll see every kind. They're from 10 to 20 sometimes $30. Um, tactical pins um, are pins made popular mainly by police. Um, they have a number of functions. For me, one of the main things I like about tactical pins is they tend to be large with rough uh, holds on them where I grip a pen because they're actual functioning pins. Um, they tend to be rough. Uh, they tend to have a good hold, kind of like the stock of a gun uh, in some cases. And uh, because I have large hands, I like big pens um, that, that my handwriting's neater if my if the pen is bigger and I have a good grip on it in case my hands get a little sweaty. So a tactical pen is an actual pen, and I like them for that reason. But tactical pens also tend to be sharp. Uh, when they don't have the actual uh, little writing head extended, they tend to be sharp. Uh, they're therefore very good for breaking windows in an accident. You know, one of the things that we have to deal with these days is that uh, often it's very difficult to break a car window should you have to get out unless you have something pointed. And so tactical pins are often great for breaking windows. That's why police use them to get in and help people get out of cars uh, that, that have had accidents and so on. But And they also can be used for weapons. Now, I don't want to overemphasize this, but yeah, I mean, we all want to be able to protect ourselves. Uh, we talk about this often on this podcast. I don't want you to be violent. I don't want you to be fearful, but I do want you to basically know how to protect yourself. And yeah, a tactical pin can help with that. Uh, somebody grabs you, somebody tries to assault you. You whip this thing out of an easy to reach pocket and it basically, it's not as sharp as a knife, but it, but you hit somebody hard with it. Um, at a pressure point, you are, he is definitely going to let go. He's definitely going to be wounded. Now that's not the main reason I carry one. I carry one because it's a great pin. I carry one because it's fun to have. I carry one because it's a good exit tool for a vehicle uh, with glass. And yeah, it's also nice to know that it is a weapon. So uh, all of that to say a tactical pin is a great gift and in a relatively low range. Uh, I'm going to be bold and say I want you to give to the men on your list some books that are about manhood and noble manhood. I'm going to talk about mine for just a minute. No apology. Obviously, I write books because I want to impact people, and I want to impact. I want you to impact people as well with these books. If you want a slightly more expensive book of mine uh, for men that is uh, hardbound and uh, attractively printed and so on, then you probably already know about Mansfield's Book of Manly Men, only available, uh, primarily available in hardback. Um, and it's going to be about $20, $25. I don't know what Amazon's selling them for these days. If you want a stocking stuffer kind of book, you want Building Your Band of Brothers. Uh, this is a smaller paperback, um, and it will be great for a stocking stuffer, great for a, a, a smaller, um, easy to wrap or easy just to shove into a stocking kind of book that's only about a about an 80-page read, so it'll be good. And then the, in, the, in the middle of all that is my recent book, which I strongly want to recommend. I know this may sound arrogant, but I'm not apologizing for it. Men on Fire is having a tremendous impact. I'm proud of this book. We specifically printed it in paperback so it would be affordable. And I strongly urge you to get this book. I think it's going to be about $12, $14 um, and get it into the hands 
of the men that you know. So among my books, uh, nicely printed hardback, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men, Stocking Stuffer, Building Your Band of Brothers, Medium, Paperback, um, but having a tremendous impact. Please get it. Please give it Mansfield's Book. I'm sorry, Men on Fire. And if you'll go on to our website, greatman.tv, you'll find that you can actually get these in bulk for a great big discount. So if you have a bunch of people in your life, now you need to hurry if you're heading towards Christmas. We're only about 10 days out. Um, then I think that you can get those in pretty big bulk even yet. All right, moving on. Uh, Number five on my list uh, is an exercise ball. Uh, I have a nice office as I'm sitting here right here in D.C., but there's a big old exercise ball sitting in it. Some people look at me and go, why would you have in this otherwise kind of man cave kind of office a great big old exercise ball? Well, exercise balls allow us to, as you probably well know, not only do exercises on them that work the core and so on, and you can look up great exercise ball exercises online. Um, Also, they're phenomenal for stretching. I spend a lot of time sitting, a lot of time writing, have to remind myself not to be hunched over. And so to lay on my back on that ball and try to balance myself on it with my hands on the ground over my head behind me, you know the the posture, stretches my spine, stretches muscles. Um, I find often that in my front area from my belly button to my knees, that can become very tight uh, because I'm bent over and those muscles contract. Uh, Laying on the ball on my back stretches those muscles, stretches the spine. My spine often pops. I do this before I work out normally. Um, I really recommend it. I also, by the way, sit on the ball while I'm working out. This is a great way to get a core strengthening while you're doing your work. I'm sorry, I said while I'm working out, while I work out. What I meant was while I'm writing. Sit at my desk with my ball, on my ball, and my body has to balance itself. So my backside, uh, my buttocks, my midsection, my core, they're constantly having to make micro adjustments all day that actually strengthen my core while I'm simply working. So I'm a big believer in an exercise exercise ball. Uh, number six, I'm also a big believer in resistance bands. Uh, many of us are moving our workouts to home. We don't know exactly what's going to happen with our club in the future. The why, Of course, the whys will stay open. Uh, you may not have one in your area, but maybe your favorite club, your workout club is not going to uh, you know, not going to be open. We don't know, but I'm a big believer in home workout. I'm a big believer in resistance bands. Um, there are several different types. The kinds I like are the type with, uh, strong rubber bands, essentially between two handles. And then an anchor that allows you to use something you just slide over the band. And that way you can anchor it into a door, a closed door, and you can do almost every exercise you can do in a weight room. And by the way, guys, if you might think these are just for the ladies, I got to tell you, I got a set um, that's so, so strong, so tight uh, that I can't put all of the bands on and bench press it. And I can, I, last time I measured my bench press, 275, 300. So uh, the, the, you can get a really, really good workout on these exercise bands. And the great news is for guys like me who travel uh, is that you can take them everywhere. I frequently have them with me. I frequently anchor them uh, into the hinge side of a door at a, in a hotel. And then I can do all the exercises I need to. And then I can take them off and do squats 
squats and bench presses and all the things, you really can get an amazing workout. The benefit of it beyond weights is that you also can can do a resistance on the return. Um, in other words, you, when we lift weights, we tend to press out and then kind of let it go limp as we bring the weight back down. But with a resistance band, you can actually maintain tension both ways. And that allows for a better workout. The other thing too is that it, these resistance bands help you with your flexibility uh, so that you're not just building muscle that's going to end up being stiff uh, or that's going to be end up being one direction. You've got you've got good flexible resistance going on the whole time. All right, because I believe so much in home workouts. Number seven, I urge you to get uh, a yoga mat. Uh, a guy doing body weight exercises on a yoga mat at home can get in a phenomenal workout. And uh, I don't do yoga myself, uh, but I do a lot of body weight exercises. And given that, of course, in most of our homes, if we have you know wall to wall carpeting or even just rugs, they tend to be nylon. They tend to be slick. It's a little hard to maintain a posture. Uh, a simple yoga mat. What are they these days? Twenty, thirty bucks. Uh, really can help a guy work out. So you give a guy a nice big long yoga mat for his, you know, equal to his size and length. Um, you're going to find that he's able to really work out in a very small space. I know people who stay in phenomenal shape, uh, basically behind their desk in their office. Rather than eat lunch, they have a protein bar or something. They switch into some gym clothes real quick. And for a half hour, 45 minutes, basically uh, on either side of their desk, uh, they're doing body weight exercises. They stay in great shape. And it all, all the only expense is that yoga mat which of course allows them to maintain their postures and their holds and do the resistance they need to do. Okay. I'm a big believer at number eight, and I strongly urge that you give inspirational movies. Now, um, a lot of times when people talk about movies that are for men, they tend to talk about violent ones. They tend to talk about Die Hard, you know, or whatever. Um, but I believe in the movies that are inspirational. Now, I'm going to list some movies that are a little bit older, but I want to give you a sense of what I'm talking about. In fact, this is the entire list of movies from my Mansfield's Book of Manly Men. Here it goes. I'm going to give it to you right now and add one or two others, and you'll see the kind of thing I'm talking about. I find the movie Seabiscuit to be very inspirational. It's largely about men. It's largely about men having to recover and heal around the cause of this horse. Pay attention to those themes. Seabiscuit's amazing. You probably already know that Tombstone's pretty amazing. Yeah, it's a Western about Wyatt Earp, but it's about something more. It's about the bonds among men. It's about friendship. It's about standing for a cause. It's pretty amazing. Uh, I'm a big believer, of course. My One of my favorite all-time movies is Chariots of Fire. It's decades old, but it holds holds up. It's fantastic. It's about character. It's about moral decisions, about faith. It's about friendship. It's about pressing against your own boundaries and living out your values. I love Apollo 13. Uh, It's about leadership. It's about men teaming together. It's about facing a crisis. Uh, I'm a big believer in the King's Speech, one of the most beautiful movies I've ever seen. Really, really powerful. There's an older movie most of you won't know called Men of Honor, starring Cuba Gooding Jr. Really, really good. And it's all about manhood. And it's all about, yeah, it's about overcoming racism, but it's about much, much more. And then uh, Hoosiers, of course, those of you who know about Hoosiers, the famous basketball movie. I love the movie, The Great, The Last Samurai. Really, really good. The Last Samurai is about manhood. It's about warrior culture. Uh, it's about uh, higher vision for what you're doing and being skilled in your work. All of those great themes. 
Um, obviously, you know that I'm a freak for It's a Wonderful Life. I like It's a Wonderful Life. I watch it every year. As I joke, I uh, cry every time I see the angel get his wings. But this movie really is about thinking about your life from the impact, from the standpoint of the impact you're having and not letting your short-term disappointments, disillusionments, failures, missteps uh, define your life. It's about seeing life from the big vision. Yeah, it's older and it's a black and white Hollywood movie, but you ought to watch it. In fact, you ought to take notes. All right. There are two other things that I, I really, really encourage you to get. And the first one, uh, number nine, is probably going to surprise you a little bit. And that's because I recommend that every man have a monogrammed uh, whiskey glass. Now, it doesn't have to necessarily be monogrammed. It can have some other kind of design on it. But I think every man ought to have a whiskey glass. And the reason is, even if you don't drink, even if you don't drink whiskey, I don't care about the alcohol issue. Um, But I think men need to have moments in their day when they sit quietly Sip something nice, and I'm, I don't care if it's water. I don't care if it's Diet Coke. I'm not, ta- I'm not pushing the alcohol. But they have a glass that they use when they sit quietly and contemplate their lives. For those of you who maybe who are hearing this for the first time, you may know that I urge men to run their lives from the control room. And the control room is a condition. It's not a, not a place. It's a condition of mind and heart where they're sitting quietly, scanning their life, contemplating. And most men do this best with a whiskey glass that's got heft. It feels good in the hand. Maybe it's got their initials name uh, etched in it. I recommend every man have a good monogrammed quality whiskey glass that he uses when he sits there in the control room and thinks and ponders his life and prays and and uh, and, and and sits at peace and looks at his and lets lets his soul go out over his life. So this is a great gift. Now it's got to be a manly whiskey glass. It's it, maybe you want it to have it etched. You want certainly want to. It has to have heft and weight. It, it needs to be great. And I've, as I've said, I'm going to say it one more time. I don't care if whiskey ever touches that glass. That's not the issue. Eggnog, milk, diet coke. I don't care. Fruit juice, whatever you like. Or yeah, a Manhattan. The point is to have a glass that accompanies your quiet scanning of your life. What a gift! All right. Now finally, is this. One of the best things that you can give a man who's intent upon being a good man, a great man, is art that radiates meaning. And I think for men, because men are so visual and are so physical, uh, I think that that this is, it sounds almost like a feminine word, but figurines, um, busts. Uh, things that are uh, that are three D. Uh, as I sit in my office right now, I'm looking over at um, a cherry, a, a little. It's about six inches tall, maybe five, six, seven, eight inches wide. Um, it's a brass charioteer with a couple of horses in front of him. And it's sitting between a lamp and me. And so I see that every day. I think about the race. I think about the contest. By by the way, as a Christian, I think about ancient Rome and what the Christians endured. What's this charioteer doing? Is he an athlete who's mastering his craft? Um, Is he somebody who's killing Christians who are the ancestors of my faith? I don't know. It means something different to me every day. But it's inspiring. It's in motion. It's beautiful. I think it cost us 30 or 40 bucks at an antique store. Um, I've got a lion uh, in my office. Um, and again, I bought it for, you know, I don't know, a couple dozen dollars at uh, uh, maybe $25 at an antique store. Beautiful lion. Lions, of course, symbolize a great deal. My favorite animal, the animal that symbolizes the most to me, is an elephant. And I'll do a talk sometime on one of these podcasts and tell you why. But 
Uh, that's, it's not about Republican or GOP in American politics, not at all, trust me. Um, it is about what ele- elephants symbolize, the way they think, the way they grieve, the way they remember, uh, the way they walk in tribes. All of that symbolism uh, means a huge amount to me. And so I have an elephant. I have a brass elephant. These three things, the lion, the charioteer, and the elephant, um, they're, they're brass, they're beautiful, they're manly, they're 3D. They speak to me all day. Every time I look at them, I remember some aspect. I turn the diamond in my mind of what they might mean to me. Uh, the lion one day, uh, I might remember the lesson of uh, about lions and how they fight, tigers and how they fight. Uh, or, or another day, uh, that lion might be the lion of the tribe of Judah, uh, one of the names for Jesus, the, you know, the the. the the center of my faith. Um, I, it, a lion might mean something else on a different day, um, but these are symbols that speak to my soul. And none of them are that expensive. I mean, I, I'm not talking about $10,000 worth of art. I'm talking about things like this that you can put before the eyes of a man and make a difference. I don't mind telling you that one of the things in my office also uh, is the kind of picture of the queen, Queen Elizabeth II of England, um, that you might see in a pub in, in London or might be on the wall of a shop. It's just a fairly common picture, but I wanted to have that in my office because she inspires me. I pay attention to her character. I watch her Christmas address to, to the nation every year. I, I, I admire her. It's way beyond what you see on the crown, way beyond what you read in People magazine. Um, this woman has character. Whatever others in her family have done, uh, she's been exceptional. She's an inspiration to me. I hope to write about her one day. And so, yeah, I've got her picture in my office. I'm guessing if you want to talk money since we're at Christmas time, I mean, the whole thing couldn't have cost, the picture and all couldn't have cost more than 50 bucks with the, with the frame and the shipping and everything. But the point is that it's there. It's radiating. I call it radiating art. Uh, it radiates a meaning to me. You know, you, you know what I'm talking about. There's a difference between a painting of a tree in your house and pictures of the family that you love. There's a picture. There's a difference between, uh, you know, dried dried weeds in a in a in a in a vase that you put in a corner, or maybe your your wife does um, just for beauty. And then a picture of Churchill or a picture of whoever you admire or a picture of your father who's gone on uh, into the next life or a picture of you with your guys when you were in college 30, 40 years ago or whatever you on top of Everest, whatever it is, there's art that radiates. And then there's art that's just there to be pretty and to fill space. Both have their value, but a man's world should be surrounded by art that radiates. And for me, and I think for most men, it's 3D figurines and statuary. It doesn't have to be that expensive. So think about that. Give that. It doesn't have to be much. Again, um, if, if the man in your life or one of your buddies is inspired, who knows by whom Martin Luther King, Roosevelt, uh, Medgar Evers, I, I don't know, all kinds of people, you know, red cloud, um, all, all kinds of folks can be of inspiration getting that picture framed and, and given as a gift in this generation with the internet help we have art.com and all of that shouldn't be any kind of problem. And it can make a difference. It can inspire him every day. All right. These are the gifts that are most meaningful to me. They're not the only gifts you can give, obviously. Um, They're not even the only gifts that I'm thinking about or giving. But in this year, 
These are some of my favorite things to have in the hands of men. Things like inspirational movies, things like art that speak to them, uh, things like uh, the workout tools that allow them to just, you know, circle up in, in, a, in, a, in a garage or a back porch or their office and stay in great shape. All the other things that I've described. Whatever you do, give it with love, give it with a vision towards making him better and helping him accomplish his goals. And Merry Christmas to you as you give, because you know what? Giving and giving strategically and giving to ignite fires in the souls of men, of the men you love and help them achieve their goals is one of the great arts of manhood. To join the great man movement or to book Stephen to speak at your men's event, go to greatman.tv. You'll learn about Stephen Mansfield's three essential books for men. Mansfield's book of manly men, building your band of brothers, and Men on Fire, as well as some other great resources for helping you become the great man you are made to be. The Great Man Podcast is a Mansfield Group production. 